Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Charlotte de Brabham, a self-confessed digital enthusiast with over 10 years experience in global procurement. Charlotte is a speaker, trainer and ambassador of ISM, that's the Institute for Supply Management. So welcome Charlotte and thank you for joining us today. Thank you Duncan, I'm happy to be here. So where are you dialing in from? Actually from Berlin at the moment. Still in Berlin? Still in Berlin, yes. I spent the last years in the US Before that, in Switzerland, London, and even a couple of years in China, and uh, ended up in Berlin now. Ah, fantastic. Well, a lovely city to find yourself in. So uh, let's let's dive straight into it, though. I know one of your skills is building high-performance teams in procurement, and of course, retaining and motivating talent is especially important to you. And one statement, actually, that we've been hearing more and more is, now is the time to be in procurement. Obviously, you would agree with that, but I'd be interested in your view from your experience. Why is now such a special time for procurement? Well, procurement has gone through many different episodes in the past. If you look at at, at procurement, at the leadership in procurement, we went from tactical procurement, price management, strategic sourcing, and the whole category management now into really value creation in a strategic manner. And um, and I think we are currently in a digital shift where we are taking up new technologies, embracing new technologies in procurement to help us be become a lot more strategic in the future and allocate the, the resources that we used to have to produce purchase orders or Uh, send out the the purchase orders, for example, in the whole indirect spend, if you look at the tail spend, um, negotiating paper or or pens, this in the future can definitely be be, be made autonomous and no more negotiations will be necessary. So the professionals, the procurement professionals, they can then focus on more strategic topics, uh, look at more long-term strategic relate, supplier relationships and um, and finally allocate all of their know-how and their energy and passion into, into, into the whole future of procurement, that whole long, long-term vision, rather than doing all these tasks that we've been doing in the past. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned strategy there. And of course, strategy demands leadership. So I'd be interested to know, what will some of the new requirements or skills be that are needed by procurement leaders of the future? Oh my goodness, one of my favorite questions, a bit, Duncan, a big, big question. <laughs> so I think if we first look at some of the future skills and capabilities, um, we definitely need to take into account that whole digital shift that we've had in the past 18 months per se. Um, I think a few in, in the future, the, the leaders, they will really need to uh, continue building on their whole communication skills, becoming a good communicator by influencing the team and helping the team believe in what 
that leader believes. So I think that really will make the, the future leader uh, good communication, then also that whole element of soft skills, emotional intelligence. Um, I'm not sure how long we will be continuing to, to work in this whole virtual digital way of living but um, and, and, and working, but through this whole shift, we the majority of our time we spent on the phone, on different video conferencing devices, and um, and 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 still keeping that soft skill and that whole emotional intelligence in place. I think it will become very vital, and also the future skills of of the future leader will require uh, the whole. Uh, problem-solving skills, stay, being curious how to um, solve problems of the future. So again, coming to my previous example, where we I spent the last years in, in the field of indirect procurement, specializing on MRO and spare parts for different production um, plants around Europe. And, and we always try to find ways how we can make that whole logistics inventory planning a lot more um, a lot more strategic and more efficient. And of course, looking at the whole long-term vision, cutting costs, but, but, but then again, kind of being curious how we can solve these challenges in the future and, uh, and, and how we can embrace new technologies to help us um, fulfill certain skills. So I think that is definitely an element. Then number four, another capability is the whole way of thinking if we if we look at change manage, management um how we adapt to change management using our intuition but really being that leader in the team not being afraid of change not being afraid to go a different direction and make decisions and last but not least also embracing that whole aspect of of collaboration, inclusiveness, and not to forget agile, as it's been talked about in many different ways, but uh, the future leader will definitely need to really increase collaboration within the team, um, inclusion, and uh, you, as a leader, you don't necessarily need to have all of the skills, but you get your team who has the skills and learn from the team, and like this, you can learn and grow together. Well, that leads me nicely to my next question, actually, because I was going to ask about uh, procurement teams more generally, because obviously yeah. there's rapid change. Digital transformation is accelerating some of these trends and that change as well. You mentioned autonomous procurement, but also there's areas such as new technology. You, you mentioned there that there are new software solutions being used and, and deployed. Data is another aspect. Is there a need for new skill sets generally within a procurement team? Do they have the right balance today or, or how do you see that evolving? I think if we if you look at the team as a as a whole, um, I would split it up into three different baskets that the the leader of of the team, they really need to start specializing more in firstly, authenticity. Secondly, courage, and thirdly, people-centric. So what do I mean by that? O authenticity, um, that is really leading of the heart, having your self-awareness, 
understanding what is the long-term vision they would like to go and being able to communicate that well to the team. Because at the end, the team is currently made out of all these different generations mixed together. You have experts who've been in the role for 17 years. You have young talents that have just come out of university. So it's really mixing between uh, generation Z, Y, and 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 the alphas. Uh, they will knock on the door short, shortly, uh, asking for internships. But uh, all, all together, I think it really comes to this long-term vision, leading um, with 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 that vision. And um, as 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 an authentic leader, you need to be able to listen carefully to the team, understand what are all the different superpowers that you have in the team. So, for example, um, when I got a new talent on my team, I actually just explained my long-term vision to that talent. And I asked the talent to come up with the solution, with the steps, rather than in the past, when I joined procurement more than 10 years ago, I was given all of the processes and the steps, and that kind of limited all of my creativity in the past. Um, and last but not least, the whole power of recognition. It's so important as a leader of the future to give frequent feedbacks to our talent. Our talents out there, they they like frequent feedbacks. They don't like to wait for a whole week um, to the next team meeting, but frequent feedback, instantaneous communication, instantaneous messaging. I mean, this is kind of how they all grow up and very important, the whole power of recognition. So what I really liked was the example from, I think one year ago when IBM introduced these recognition rounds to the team and when the team literally spent a couple of minutes at the end of the week just saying thank you to each other and just saying thank you to each team member for helping them and this is kind of such a great idea a thank you means so much being able to recognize it within the team and um and help increase this inclusion and intrinsic motivation um it, it boosts the team morale. And I actually just introduced it last week to my new team, where every Friday at 8.45, we meet for five to 15 minutes. And we just have our uh, five, I call it the five minutes of recognition. Um, and, and it really helped to increase that whole um, positivity, authenticity within the team. So I think this is really one element um, coming back to your question about being an authentic leader. But secondly, I also talked about this whole people-centric approach. So the future leader, they will need to look at the people as, uh, as at their talents, at their team as a whole person. So really understanding what are the superpowers of, of the talents uh, that you have on your teams, what um, would they like to achieve? What are their goals? Really showing interest, uh, building a relationship. And, and that's just not covered simply by, hi, how are you? But actually engaging in a conversation and really caring for them. And maybe they attended a wedding the, the, uh, during the last week. So really asking specific question, uh, questions that you were listening and, that, and it shows that, that you care. And actually, a study from Gartner shows that the more you build relationships in your team, it, it, it definitely increases engagement and also creativity by 20%. And it's just such an easy way, again, how you can 
apply this whole people-centric approach. And then last but not least, being that courageous leader. So definitely not being afraid of taking risks, um, definitely not, not being afraid to, to also bring across bad news to, to their higher manager, to their higher team lead, and, and showing courage um, and showing this um, trust to, towards the team. I think this really will, will definitely make, make a very big difference. So in the whole new way of working that we are currently in, uh, with, with digital coming in, with looking at approaches for future leaders in their teams, I think authenticity, courage, and people-centric, these three approaches um, will help to, to define your teams. Well, some fantastic advice there. Um, and this links actually to, to my next question, because you mentioned the new, new way of working. And of course, COVID-19 has been a, a big disruptor in, in recent times. And off of the back of that, I wondered... How have you seen the profession or maybe the professional environment change pre-pandemic compared to post-pandemic? So I'm thinking maybe the risks have changed. There are different challenges today. Maybe yeah. there's more um, need for good data, accurate uh, information for collaboration, transparency. All of those types of things potentially have moved up the agenda. What have you found? Well, absolutely. Um, in, I feel uh, having been a, a procurement professional for the for more than twelve years, I've worked in uh, over three across three continents in in five different industries, and and I can see that in the past, when when talents joined procurement or supply chain, it was really all about cost cutting, cost cutting, delivery on time and warranty, making for making sure that the all of the specifications were were delivered in, in the right manner. But going forward, I think COVID has really taught us that if we, we might, we, we could have had the best negotiation ever, having had the best price, the best delivery, our, our favorite supplier on board, but then COVID hit, the production plants had to shut down and you cannot simply get the goods. And I think this has this is taught us as procurement professionals that we need to change our approach. And we should not be in living in this old school, procurement school, just coming with a hammer to our suppliers, hammering the price, always um, trying to get the best it's only about the best price. I think the future has taught us that we need to engage more into relationships. We need to build partnerships going forward with our suppliers. And take this example. If you have a supplier, for example, um, with, with, with and, and they have a uh, hundred filters and you really need these filters for your own production? Do you think that they will allocate the filters to that supplier that has come to them for the past 10 years of the hammer, trying to just simply cut costs? Or are they going to give that filter to a supplier who's actually listened to them, engaged with them, and actually had a normal conversation with them? So if we haven't realized before, this is definitely a chance for us as procurement experts to realize how it has changed pre-COVID and especially now past-COVID. So on that point, change, change is inevitable. Um, but of course, we know 
it isn't for everyone. And this is linked a little bit to my question around um, technology and technology adoption as well. But particularly from a team perspective, how do you make sure that with all of that change, sometimes it's disruptive for, for people as well. How do you keep motivating your team? How do you keep them motivated for the challenges ahead? Very good question. And with change, with our technological transformation, I, I believe the way we communicate with, uh, with each other, the way we exchange messages with each other, it has definitely increased in speed. And in order for teams to really excel now and, and be able to benefit of each other, we definitely need to adopt firstly this whole theme of flexibility. COVID has taught us that we can also work remote and we don't necessarily need to go into the office on a daily basis. So trying to find that hybrid between home and office time, uh, trying to, again, motivate your team to come in the office or engage in social, in, in person events, physical events. I think this is just something that the teams will need to um, work on going forward, especially that we have embraced the whole comfort of working at home for the past 18 months. And, and you know, I attended a conference in, in London just last week, and I realized, if not, if not there, then I, I definitely realized how we are social animals, and we need this whole human element, we need this human interaction. So I think understanding uh, for your team, understanding this whole notion of flexibility, and but then finding a good hybrid between working at home, working in the office, and for teams to get together. I think this will be one element. Another one will be embracing clarity. So definitely having clear communication. Um, we have so many different messages, either via messenger or on your phone or so many different distractions during the day happening at the same time emails popping in all the time and really being clear on what it is that you need to achieve and again being clear on what are there what are the priorities that that one needs to focus on so i think that um, secondly clarity then thirdly instantaneousness with digital with our technological power um, there are a lot of Again, messages, technologies coming around, but then the way our new generation embraces new technologies is this whole instantaneousness. So also adopting to their way of working. And um, in the past, we used to have, you know, team meetings or or manager meetings every week or every two weeks. But um, but this has changed, and this the way of working now is actually just getting into um, into more frequent interactions and exchanges. So not, not waiting for a week until you meet your manager and writing down all the points you would like to discuss, but rather just being able to show this approachability aspect and being able to get your questions answered in instantaneousness. And this leads me nicely to, to the fourth uh, theme of, of acting as a leader, being a leader rather than a manager. And having that approachability, um, listening to the team, but at the same time, guiding them, leading them, being the mentor, the coach, um, and, and giving them that vision 
where they would like to achieve and helping them to go on that journey. And I think in the past we had managers, we used to just go to work nine to five, but now this whole aspect has definitely changed. And we have thought leaders, we have inspirational thought leaders that are discussing the future, that want to help you grow and they want to help you be better than they can ever imagine themselves to be. And that's for me really the definition of, of that leader. So um, with that whole change, just to summarize, it's really four elements, how we can add, uh, embrace this change in this new digital climate. It's, either, it's one, flexibility, clarity, instantaneousness, and being that leader rather than the manager. And in the answer you just gave there, you, you mentioned uh, a key ingredient, which is the, the new generation of leaders. And I wondered, what advice would you give to the next generation of youngsters entering the profession today? How can they get up to speed? A very good question, because at the end, we have so many different generations joining the workforce. And we have Generation Y, which is me, also known as the Millennials. Then we have the Zs. These are the new talents where they also kind of grew up with, with this whole Instagram, even faster messaging services. And then we have Alpha. And Alpha will be mainly uh, co communicating a lot with, with videos. So we have, we have different generations all joining the workforce. And with that... You have all of the experts, professionals that have been in that specific team or profession for more than 15 years, 17 years. So how we can bring all these four generations together. And I think it has really a lot to do with leadership, but as a new talent is really understanding what are the goals, um, understanding what is your own superpower, asking the questions, communicating, um, again, your superpower to, to your leaders and engaging in these conversations and trying to align on, on what your future could look like within the team, on, um, on the op options, on the possibilities, but really by, by asking a lot of questions and how you can help to contribute. Because at the end, each generation really bring uh, different superpowers with them. And, and the worst is if you have a new talent and you tell them what has to be done, and this is the way we've done it over the past 50 years, it's kind of wasting that special superpower of that talent. So I think it has a lot to do with leadership, but as a talent joining, I would say really um, asking a lot of questions and trying to get up to speed with, um, with, the, whole, with, with the work culture and, and seeing what options you have to create most impact out there and, um, and your development opportunities in the future. So ask questions, be curious. I think some great advice to end on there. So thank you for that, Charlotte. My final question to you, what, what's next for you and how can people get in touch? Absolutely. Well, definitely. I, um, I've been a procurement speaker and writer for the past 12 years. I have my own uh, website, YouTube channel, but definitely get in touch with me via LinkedIn. Um, and next for me, well, I, um, I joined procurement back over 12 years ago in the whole field of automotive. I uh, worked in China for two years, in Germany, um, and then moved to Switzerland, started working for a, well, in the field of pharmaceutical consumer goods, medical devices, 
then spent the last years in, in the US specializing on um, supplier diversity and inclusion, supplier risk, supplier sustainability. So with all that indirect, direct procurement, center of excellence experience, uh, currently I'm, I, have, I just started a new role exploring the future of procurement, what autonomous procurement could look like, exploring new technologies, and um, very much in the discovery phase, how this will really change the future of procurement. Yeah, and I'm very excited either in the future to one time start my own procurement institute or stay in industry and, um, and, and continue the, the route. Uh, the career route, how I can create impact to our next generation and and especially to our profession. Um, but I'm so glad to have that partnership with ISM, the Institute for Supply Management, and with them, I get to grow um, in a more academic way. I get to attend conferences, speak to great thought leaders, and really feel that I can contribute by creating that little difference in our field of of procurement. So definitely get in touch with me for any mentoring, for any advice or any speaking opportunity. And I'd love to help uh, grow our profession. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking really forward to, uh, to, to seeing that as well. So with that busy schedule, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website, www.pix.com.